Welcome to Hughes from the Heart, my friends. Coast to coast and around the world, a growing number of locations. I'm creating a Google map as we speak. I almost bought an app, but it's it costs money every month, and it's it's kind of cool and has more bells and whistles. But Google Maps, I didn't know you can create your own map and put your own little pins everywhere you want, and that's what I'm doing. I'm mapping out where people are listening to the podcast from. I want to say hello to Sparks, Nevada, Green Bay, Wisconsin, Pueblo, Colorado, Dale City, Virginia, Olympia, Washington, Germantown, Tennessee, and listeners in South Korea, Canada, Ireland, France, and now Australia. That's right, we added Australia, Queensland, Australia, to be precise. Brisbane, Queensland, Australia, to be even more precise. This is awesome. Hughes from the Heart Growing. I appreciate each and every one of you. Please support my sponsors like Riverdance Soapworks. They're in Mason County, Washington, about 20 minutes from where I live in the forests of Mason County. But they ship everywhere on Earth. In fact, my listener and friend in South Korea just ordered a gift box, and it's going to be shipped across the world. And it can be shipped to you as well. Handcrafted spa quality bath and body works at a fraction of the price of boutique soaps. And much better, not just for you, but for the environment as well. That's important to me. Artisan soaps, bath salts and fizzies, lip balms, body butters and more. Have a a gift box made for you or someone else special on your list. RiverDanceSoapWorks.com I want to talk about change in this podcast. And again, thanks for being here. Much love to all of you, and please continue spreading the word about the podcast so that others may discover it. I found this on thechalkboardmag.com. It's a site that's one of the many, many bookmarks I look at when I'm prepping for topics for Hughes from the Heart. And this one was just really, really nice. It was very minimalist, as many of the chalkboard articles are, and I like that. I like just cutting to the chase, getting to simplicity, and it talks about uh, how we can make the most of change what we can do with change. Change can scare the heck out of us, right? I get scared by change. I just, well, I I do the podcast and I do a radio show. I've done radio for almost 30 years now. I've done the podcast for about three years. I just recently changed uh, careers, if you will, from my day job. I am now selling automobiles at a local car dealership after the radio show. Talk about a change. I've never sold cars in my life. I'm getting more and more successful with each passing month. This is only my third full month, but I'm telling you, change is scary. The pandemic has created great change in our lives and in our world. I mean, talk about uncertainty. These are some of the most uncertain times you and I have ever lived through, and hopefully we won't ever live through more uncertain times than this. Economic uncertainty, health uncertainty, social uncertainty, mental health affected. I just did a podcast on my premium content on the ways our mental health has been affected by the pandemic. A lot of us have had to change, working from home, being laid off, taking care of kids that normally we have in school or in daycare, and just everything changing, like the rug being pulled out from under us, right? We've gone through more changes since March and April than most of us have seen in a lifetime. Who would have thought in January that we wouldn't have been able to go to a restaurant for maybe months on end in some places of the country? Some places you still can't get into a restaurant, can't hang out with a friend in a bar, after work, can't go to a ball game. Did you ever think we'd have cardboard cutouts and facsimiles of fans in the stands? Did you ever think a baseball game would have canned applause? I mean, 
It's almost like something you can't make up. It's like something out of the Hunger Games or, you know, 2001, A Space Odyssey. I mean, something totally foreign to us. So change is out there. Change can be very, very scary, but change can be exciting too. I'm excited to sell cars. I've never done it before, but I'm doing quite well. And I'm thinking, and I've been doing it three months and the change is exciting. And all the possibilities and potential are exciting. Moved to a new place two years ago here in the forests of Mason County after having lived up till two years ago, my entire life in California, in predominantly in one area of California. Years, I lived in an area within 80 miles of each other. That's scary. Moving a family, leaving two children behind, doing their own things and moving up in their own place in the world, going from a city to a town to the forest where all we have is a post office, really, where I live. All we have is a post office. We used to have a gas station. We have a post office. We have a fire station. And we have one little business, which I'm still not convinced I know what they do. (laughs) But that's the extent of the town. Even though I'm only less than 40 minutes or so away, about 40 minutes away from the capital of Olympia, Washington. Big change. Moves can be change. Some of you may be going through health changes and things like that. So this article talks about how change can be scary, but can also be seen as a solution as much as it can be seen as a problem. And the author of the piece is a self-proclaimed change junkie. Not the author of the piece, but where the information comes from. Monica Berg, who authored Fear is Not an Option and Rethink Love, and is the host of the Spiritually Hungry podcast. What about you? How does change affect you? How does the word change? Does it excite you? Does it make you nervous just hearing the word change? If you have to change your schedule at work today, if you have to change your geographic location or where you're working or living, change your friends maybe, change a lifelong partner, change the foods you eat, change your weight, change your looks, change your car, change all sorts of things. Most of us panic, really. Sometimes the idea of change can evoke our most painful memories of difficult transitions and challenging circumstances. But we need to be honest with ourselves and realize that change is a part of life. We came into this physical existence in order to change. People say, I've changed, and I say, thank you for noticing. A lot of people say, you've changed, as if it's a bad thing. People changing their views on political issues, religious issues, changing their minds on sports teams, changing their minds on all sorts of attitudes and mores and paradigms that we grew up with maybe, that were ingrained in us. And it's okay to change. That's what we came here for, right? I think so anyway. To transform, to evolve. Some of the suggestions here in this Chalkboard Mag article, do you love what you do? I love what I do. I love radio. That's why I get excited when my alarm clock goes off at four in the morning so that I can co-host a morning show. I've been doing radio almost 30 years. I love broadcasting. I love this medium of podcasting as well. I love selling cars. I love not so much the selling of the car, because I can't really sell the car, as a buddy of mine at the car lot explains. We don't sell cars. Real, true car salesmen can't sell you a car. We can show you a car we think is the best one for you, or a truck we think will accommodate you the best, or an SUV that'll fit all your kids, but you have to buy the car. You're selling the car to yourself. You and your spouse or partner are talking and you sell yourselves the car. I don't do that. I can't sell you a car. I could help you get the paperwork done and take you on a test drive and see what motivates you and excites you, but that's about it. But I love the human interaction of it. I love the people 
dynamic of it. I'm a people person. I love talking to people and I make people feel at ease on the car lot, something they don't feel normally on a car lot. Do you associate car dealerships with personable, happy people who just want to be friendly with you, who aren't trying to oversell you, who aren't trying to sell top down? And you say, I want a $10,000 car. And by the time you get out of there, you're in debt for the next 84 months for a $70,000 truck. And you went in there for an $8,000 used car. I love what I do. And if you love what you do, keep doing more of it. It's a simple little secret of life. Do more of what you love and less of what you don't love. If you find something you love, do more of it. And if you don't know what you love, it's time to figure it out. It's time to figure it out. And ultimately, we are responsible for the quality of our lives. We want to blame the politicians and our spouses and our kids and our parents and the the zodiac we were born under and the way the stars are aligning tonight versus next month. We want to blame everybody in anything. We are ultimately responsible for the quality of our lives. It's up to us to change things that we don't like. American psychologist Abraham Maslow once said, in any given moment, we have two options, to step forward into growth or to step back into safety. Think about that. In any given moment, we have two options, to step forward into growth or step back into safety. We can learn to recognize that change is naturally occurring. I learned that from the Tao Te Ching, one of my favorite texts of all texts. It's probably at the top of my list, the Tao. And things are always changing. Things are always changing. One of the tenets of, of Buddhism is that attachment creates suffering. And I didn't really realize that till I was in my 30s and 40s, but it's so true. We attach ourselves to things and to outcomes and to physical things and to people even and to places. And then when those people aren't here anymore, when those places change for the better, for the worse, when things are gone, we can't let go because we're so attached. Change is inevitable. Change is part of everyday living. Here are a few habits and meditations to start creating intentional change in your life right now, according to this great article. If you could change one thing about your life, your personality, your habits, what would it be? What would your life look like after you made that change? Write it out, think it through. Instead of focusing on your partner's faults, and we all are guilty of this, I think, who have partners, spouses, significant others, even roommates, for goodness sakes, totally platonic relationships, we do this as well. We focus on the faults, forgetting to put the cap back on the toothpaste, leaving the toilet seat up, leaving the dirty laundry around the house, forgetting to close the cabinets. I don't know, just one thing after another, right? And we can change our perspective when we change the way we look at things. Someone I befriended who was a mentor of mine, the late, great Dr. Wayne Dyer, what a great man he was. His philosophies live on through his work and through his lectures on YouTube and all his books that he's authored and talks that he's given. He said, and he wasn't the first one to say this, but when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Focus on the beautiful things about your partner, the things that led you to fall in love with him or her, the things that made you be captivated by them in the beginning. Think about the beginning of any relationship, any new job, any new car, any new pet, the excitement involved in all that. Focus on the positives. Go back to those early days and try to reinvigorate whatever relationship you're in. And remember how wonderful it felt in the early days and try to feel that again. Make a list of changes you'd like to see in your life. Schedule little changes that can take, uh, will ultimately lead to greater changes. It's the Japanese concept of Kaizen, achieving great things with small steps. 
Reward yourself. Be kind to yourself. I'm all about that. When you've made a change, whether big or small, celebrate your job well done with a cocktail with your with your uh, friends, with some sushi at the local sushi bar, with a good book, curl up to Netflix and binge your favorite show. You deserve it. So instead of dreading change, we need to learn to like it and accept it. And as this author says, even get addicted to it. The blessings of change are endless in the opportunities without limit, she writes. All of us are just a few baby steps away from our most fulfilled selves and collectively from a whole new world. And it all starts with change. Welcome it. Cherish it. Taste it. Strive for it, my friends. Become addicted to change. It's what life is all about. I'm Spencer Hughes. If you enjoyed this free podcast, I invite you to the premium content. Please show your support. I needed to keep the heartbeat of Hughes from the heart going and the lights on. It helps a lot with that, too. So please help me out and go to the premium content at patreon.com slash Spencer Hughes. I'd be eternally grateful. Thanks to all of you. There is much love for you. Thanks for being here. Tell all your friends about this growing podcast around the country, around the world, wherever you are. Bring someone to Hughes from the heart. We talk about health and wellness, mindfulness, meditation, minimalism, the law of attraction, prosperity thinking, the placebo effect, the power of the subconscious mind, self-empowerment, and more. And we focus on the news stories that the media for some reason doesn't want to share with you. The stories of good people doing good things in a good world. That's what this podcast is about. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you'll come back for more.